I'll hit that button. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land. And also, my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. And also, welcome to the folks watching us on uh, on our YouTube channel. Yeah. As well, uh, wherever you happen to be watching us, make sure to uh, like, comment, and subscribe. If you uh, leave a comment on our Facebook Live video here, we'll make sure to give you a shout out. Um, if we, as long as it's an appropriate comment that we can share. Yeah. Um, on the year. So, Mike, uh, it's a Friday show uh, because we're going to be doing a Friday show next week as well. Uh, so, Mike, what do you got going on on Saturday? Uh, we're going up to Minneapolis. There's actually a YouTuber at a, a fish YouTuber that a friend of mine is really into and I'm into. And he's doing a meet and greet. Normally he lives in Seattle, but he's coming out to Minneapolis for uh, the day to, to do a meet and greet. So we're going to go meet him and then... Uh, get to go to a place called QC Pizza. Hmm. Hopefully, a taste of home. Hopefully, and then and, uh, uh, next, and then next week you got stuff going on. Yeah, next week I'll be going to the Iron Sharpens Iron uh, conference um, when they do their um, as that's coming into uh, Davenport at a uh, Corum Deo. Uh, nice. Well, enjoy. Next week. That's always a fun time. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Okay. Um, so, Rich, we got a big show this week. Um, lots. It's still more football moves. How crazy is that? Yeah. Quarterbacks falling all over the place. Uh, and then on top of it, um, we have ended the lockout, and we are two weeks away from baseball. You ready for that? I sure am. So this week we'll be kind of be looking at a uh, post lockout transactions or just what teams did in the off season to just improve. Uh, we'll probably give you one or two teams a piece on how we thought, which teams we thought improved the most going into the season, as well as taking a look at um, our favorite team, the Chicago Cubs a little bit more in depth. Do we have to? On... Yeah, we do. Okay. Good, bad, or ugly, we're, we're going to be given a week on how they did every week once yep. the season starts. Yep. And uh, as always, we'll be going into the NASCAR Corner, presented by I Sports Cards Incorporated in Moline, Illinois. And uh, we'll be taking a look at the NCAA tournament, giving you guys an update on our tournament pick'em um, group, as well as maybe talking about the surprise teams that have made it into the Elite Eight so far. History being made, folks. But first, yes. Rich, what's it time to do? Mike, it's time to roll that intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Bald and Stick the Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, we're back. So, folks... Um, before we do anything, the first thing we do every week, we do a poll question. Rich, this week's poll question, we, we started two weeks ago our, uh, song, sports song tournament. This week we saw I Love LA and New York, New York. Named as, uh, 
this week's tournament. Rich, how did you vote and why? Um, I voted for New York, New York. Um, being growing up, um, how many World Series titles did the New York Yankees win while we were in high school? And so sick of that high school song. and yeah. To where you heard that song so often being talked about in the post-game conferences while they were wrapping up the games to before they went to the winner, before they, as the world, as the Yankees were winning all those World Series titles with Joe Torrey and Derek Jeter. Um, Derek Cheater? Jeter. Cheater? Derek Jeter didn't quit. Derek Jeter didn't cheat. Steroids. That was Alex Rodriguez. You sure he did? You sure Derek didn't use any? I'm. Duh! You can't say it. Yeah, I, everybody I was using him back then. Anyway, but either way, I don't think he did. Either way, but that's why I voted for New York, New York. I okay. Think, as you've seen, L.A. and the Dodgers doing so well, you're starting to hear I love L.A. a lot in the postseason, just like you did New York, New York. Uh, but so I went with the one that I liked better. Yep, I, I don't blame you there. Uh, I picked I, I Love L.A. Uh, as much as anything because it's a tongue-in-cheek song about how terrible L.A. is, while at the same time everybody uses it to say that they love L.A. Just a little fun there. But, uh, no, I, uh, I'm i excited. Um, this week we have three songs going against each other. Two... So, Mike, uh, who won this week, Mike? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was I Love L.A. Uh, four to three. Four to three. All right. So seven votes. We're, we're getting, we're picking up, we're at least getting more voters. Uh, so this week, we're going to go three songs. Yep. We're going to go Cleveland Rocks, um, which typically gets played after the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland baseball team, the Cleveland Guardians, when they win ball games. Uh, I'm shipping out to Boston. Um, played at a lot of Boston sports events and also uh, the University of Notre Dame and uh, Detroit Rock City, which is a song we're going to assume gets played at some Detroit, some Detroit sporting event. You'd imagine it would. I mean, but that would require a Detroit team to win. You would. It would. That doesn't happen often. No, at least you don't hear about it that much if it nope. does. Well, so we're going to assume that it does. That it does if get they ever win somewhere <laughs> at a right, home if game. they win so it'll be a three-way yeah it'll be, you'll get three songs to choose from this week so i'll probably get that pull up shortly after we get off air and it'll probably go live uh probably around 12 noon uh tomorrow like all of the rest of our polls do you ready to go dancing um, rich i'm ready i got my dancing shoes on the ncaa tournament is still going on as we got elite eight matchups um, teams fighting two more teams going into the elite eight. Um, so let's go ahead and give you a quick, um, quick standings update in our tourney pick'em group. So I'll get that up real quick. So Rich, I am in first place. Yes, you are. You did a great job, Mike. You have a chance to get a possible seventy-nine points. Yeah, I I need some things to fall into perfect place but yeah um, uh currently in uh second place is uh alicia with 50 points although she is maxed out she cannot get any more points yep uh, mark is in uh third place with 47 
but he points. and he has some great opportunity to get like he still has his national championship team in the running. He does. So if he gets basically it comes down to whether Houston can win or not. Yeah, if Houston, Houston needs to win UCLA to, win, to tomorrow. If he, if Houston and UCLA win, I think he passes you. Yeah, he does. So I need Houston and, to lose uh, tomorrow, and I need UCLA to lose tonight. Yeah. Um, my wife, Amy, is currently in fourth place with 40 points. I'm in fifth with 39 points. Uh, the only teams that I have alive are UCLA and Kansas. And I can top out at 51 points. So you can't even still... beat me. No, I can't beat you. The best I can do is probably second place, and that's if UCLA and Kansas uh, win the rest of their games yeah. that I, as far as I have them going. And um, Pastor oh. David is um, in last place, although he still has some points on the board as well as he has Kansas uh, that can still get him some points. Yep. So but that's it. Kansas is his last hope to get some points. Yep. As of right now, I uh, I am guaranteed at least second. So that's that's kind of nice, being guaranteed right. at least second. So. All right. So Mike, probably the biggest surprise of the Elite Eight, the St. Peter's Peacocks. Yeah, they're still dancing. They're still going. They are still going. They are they are in the Elite Eight. Rich, how often has that happened? It's never happened before. A number 15 seed has never gotten this far in the tournament. Yeah, that's crazy. And who do they got to face? Uh, they are facing in the – they will face the winner of UCLA, North Carolina. So let's – hopefully North Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it would be, I mean, I don't think probably we've had this big of a Cinderella going into the Final Four since, what, probably uh, Loyola or Valparaiso? I mean, we're guaranteed two double-digit teams into the Elite Eight. Iowa State and Miami of Florida are both double-digit teams. We already have St. Peter's in the Elite Eight. So, a minimum, those two teams will make it to the Elite Eight. Or one of those three teams, or two of those three teams will make it to the Elite Eight. That's cray cray. Let's go, you I mean, it, uh, Let's go to yeah, North I mean, Carolina. Yeah, I mean, there's even a chance that a number one seed, a number that no teams ranked in, the, in one, two, or three could even make it into the Final Four. Yeah. At this point, if Kansas, uh, if Kansas doesn't Duke? win, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, that you're right. Duke is a and Villanova. Two. Oh yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I forget about them. I know I eliminated them very early on in my bracket. So I I have them in the final four. So that's I need Villanova to make it all the way to the final four. Uh, that will nearly. I actually have them in the finals. But if, if Villanova makes the Final Four, that, that will nearly clinch me for my uh, for my bracket to win. Mm. So. so the Big Ten, wait, the Big Ten had, is now out of the tournament. Did they make it? I don't even think did any of their teams make it. Purdue it made it just, to the Sweet uh, C- t- 16. Purdue made it to the Sweet 16. That's it. 
Oh wait, Michigan too. Michigan, yeah. Yeah, Michigan. So Michigan and, and but, so yeah. But they put what eight teams into the tournament this year, and two of them. Yeah, it's make it I, this far. I don't know what, how you trust the Big Ten ever. I, I I I and I always preach it. You you can ask. I mean, you listen to what I say, not what I do. Um, I always say that the the Big Ten is your worst bet in the NCAA tournaments. They tend to fall on their face during the big during the NCAA tournament, and I always like I had I had Wisconsin making the Final Four. Yeah, um, I I think I know. I took at least Iowa and Illinois into the Sweet Sixteen. I, I had them stopping there, but I. I, I think this year was kind of like my – this is the last time I'm not going to take the Big Ten schools as far into the tournament as I have in the past. Yeah, I did not have Illinois or uh, or uh, Iowa pass the second round. Hmm. But, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I mean, it's sad to see the, the Big Ten do so poorly. Good to see Iowa State doing well tonight. Um, and come on, North Carolina, we, we you can do this. That that game to me feels like an old school game. North Carolina versus UCLA. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not like classic eighties, late eighties, early nineties tournaments. Oh yeah, I mean not. That- North Carolina for me is kind of like that one program that I always have the, that's that's I probably take them further in the tournament than than maybe they deserve to be because I, I don't know if it's because of that's where that's where Michael Jordan goes yeah. and they've always had a good coaching staff with Dean Smith and Roy Williams yeah that I always kind of give them the edge on that and and even like in the 90s teams you remember the team oh yeah uh, like Rasheed Wallace Vince Carter yeah, um, I convinced Carter. I'm not. Yeah, I, I I don't blame you. North Carolina is one of those teams that, and and UCLA. I mean those those teams are blue blood classic blue blood teams, um, and honestly, they're really the only classic blue bloods. Le- well, Kansas. Sorry, Kansas. No, you team. got Duke. Duke is a yeah. program that all that is always there every single year, and I'm, I'm almost starting to think that Nova. No, the Duke, yeah, Villanova's been a good program overall. Yep. Um, I'm almost starting to wonder, I mean, is Duke playing with, like, that chip on their shoulder as they want to get – they want to send Coach K out a winner? I hope. I At this point, uh, I want – that's what I want to happen. Like, Gonzaga, the Zags are out now, so I don't care. I have family in Arkansas, so I kind of celebrate them. But, no, nah, I want Duke to go I, – I want Duke to win. Send Send Coach K out. A winner. I mean, that guy's awesome. Yeah. So I. So depending. So both of our national championships are out. So that'll probably be. So once we know who those final four teams are, we'll we'll probably have to make a new predictions. I oh think yeah. The final four games will go on on Saturday, and then they take a break. They do. Uh, they do a Saturday Monday. Yep. Don't they? Or is it a Friday Saturday? Uh. So they do Saturday. The there's games. Saturday, Sunday this week for the Elite Eight. And then they skip, and I think they do Friday, a game Friday, a game Saturday, 
no game Sunday and then a game Monday, I want to say. But I'm not 100% sure. Hmm. Well, let's see if the bracket tells us real quick. Um, oh, April 4th is the... Yeah, so April 2nd, both teams play. So that's next... Uh, that's next Saturday. Saturday. And okay, then so you have both games skip, on Saturday. And then they get a day of rest to recoup and game plan for the national championship on yep, Monday. Yep. Okay. So yeah, we can give you our updated pick to win. Pick to win next week. Yep. And uh, once we have, once we know the teams that are going to be going down to New Orleans to play at the Superdome. Yeah. All right, Mike. So do you see what's coming up next? Is it a left turn, Rich? Uh, it is a left turn, Mike. What's up? What's after that? It's another left turn because we're heading into the NASCAR corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out on Fifth Avenue in person or online on their eBay store. Once again, that's Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. So heading into actually, the NASCAR. This week, uh, actually, this week, Mike, there might be a couple of right turns. There might we're going be... on the road course. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're going into a road course. That'll make it even more fun. Uh, let's head to Coda. But first, we got to tell you what happened in the new Atlanta. Did you get to watch it? I did. I actually watched the entire race. No NASCAR nap. So it, it was it was kind of exciting. It was to see. I think that it has some of the excitement of the super speedway. With the with less of the dullness. I think it it was a good hybrid of of super speedway and and mixing it up a little bit. I think it, I thought I thought it was great. Yeah, it, it was a good race. It was a good race. You had like the you had the feel that there was still some rank and file filing along, being in, uh, but there still was opportunities on that track where they could go three and four wide to see if they could advance on the field yep so um so our joe joe uh joe our guest picker picked kyle larson he picked us 31st because of a wreck um my picker ryan blaney finished 18th after he kind of got wrecked a little bit trying to make a light race pass on the final lap and mike your which allowed your pick of brad keselowski who was kind of in the middle of the pack the entire race to finish 13th and pick up your third straight win, yep. giving you a three to two advantage. As neither of us picked picked the race winner, which was William Byron. Yeah, uh, great to watch the race. Fun. It, it was a fun race. I'm excited to see uh, more stuff at Atlanta um, this week. We are heading in to the to see the Eco Park Automotive Grand Prix at Coda circuit of the americas in austin texas rich who you like on this what are you got any advice for those playing along with us other than right. make sure you get your your bonus points in because uh, i yeah. forgot to do that last week yeah get your bonus picks in um lean very i i would say mean lean very heavily into your road course guys you got an opportunity this week to use maybe even to get some guys that are probably only that you're only going to see racing on the road courses somebody like aj allmendinger uh boris said 
is going to be racing as a independent racer um, on the course today. So if you're looking to save uses, I, I'd highly like re recommend going after uh, putting the dinger into your lineup. But um, being even got being, you can look at some. Um, being look at even the race history last year of how how well teams did and just in general how well guys do on the road <coughs> courses so guys like kyle bush uh, martin truex and of course uh chase elliott chase elliott and uh even uh chase bisco who's already got one win on under his belt this week yeah this he he's locked into the uh to the to the playoffs so you know he doesn't have much to lose might as well go for that extra win do something special there uh look for him to, to be a great choice i also i like the pick of daniel suarez this week Danny at, suarez as okay. a sleeper pick here's why as an international racer he does not his his history is not strictly nascar style oval tracks He's got history elsewhere. So. All right. Yeah, I, I, I like that as a sleeper or a way to kind of stock your lineup with, with an unexpected guy. Because, I mean, anything can happen on one of those road courses. Yep. As it's not, as even somebody that's usually pretty good on the road courses, Martin Truex Jr., I think, finished in the 30s last year. Um, yeah, just because wrecks happen or wrecks happen or just pit strategies sometimes don't always work out on the road courses. So rich this week's race, we saw you this last week's race in Atlanta. We saw you taking the, or taking first place Funkhouse taking second easers taking third Dupo fourth. And, uh, I'm in a distant fifth because, uh, I might've forgotten to put in my, uh, my bonus picks. Yeah. So so where 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 are the overall standings at, Mike? So Funkhouse is in the lead with 861. You took second with 849. Dupo is right behind you at 844. Ezers is at 816 and I'm 106 points behind him. Womp. All right, Mike. <laughs> well, Mike, let's hope that uh, you can pick up some points and start to close that gap. Um, as we go to Coda. So, Mike, you, Brad, with Brad Kozlowski having the highest finish between the two of us, you get the pick. Who's your race winner? Chase Elliott. How are you going to go against him in a road course after what we've seen him do the last three years? Yeah, that's, why I, that's who my pick is. That's who I think is still going to win the race. Yeah. But I can't pick him. So I'll go with, the, I'll go with A.J. Elmendinger. Okay. He's uh he's usually a pretty good road racer. Uh, Coldock Racing has him dialed up to race all the road courses this year, um, and he also won the Indy Road Course as well. Yeah. So, so I, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with AJ Allmendinger, but um, but obviously when the question the question being who's gonna finish higher, Elliot or Allmendinger on the fantasy app, I'm still gonna go Elliot, even though yeah, for our show purposes, I want Allmendinger to finish higher. Rich. Anything else in the NASCAR corner before we head out? Um, not really. I, I'm good. Okay, this has been the NASCAR corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois, Fifth Avenue. Check them out at their store. 
at Fifth Avenue in Moline or online on their eBay store for all your sports memorabilia needs. Once again, that's Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay, let's keep making left turns as we talk about the MLB preseason. Um, Post-lockout transactions and uh, some new rules we got to talk about. Plus, we have some uh, team. We're gonna give you, we're gonna give you a couple teams to look out, look at this year pretty heavily. And we have a manager making a bold statement. Ooh, yeah. Apparently, you All didn't right, you then. didn't see it yet. Okay, good. I'll, I'm excited to give you that one. Let's awesome. start with post. Let's start with the new rules you need to know in the in the major leagues. So we have a rule that uh, if it would have been made a hundred years ago, yeah, it'd be probably about a hundred years ago. We'd call it the Babe Ruth rule, but it wasn't made a hundred years ago. It was made this year. So what are we calling it, Rich? We're calling it the Otani rule. Yeah. And, and, th- uh, and that is based in quotations, Otani rule. And it says that if a starting pitcher is is designated as that team's DH, then he'll be allowed to remain in the game as a hitter once their day on the mound has ended. Yeah. So you like using that? Show Shohei Otani, I do. Okay. And so using Otani as an example, and any other two-way talents won't have to throw nine innings in order to take their at-bats in the ninth inning and beyond. Or for that matter, it, within five innings or six innings. As I mean, any more of these pitchers got they, any more of these teams have them on pitch counts and yep. analytical so, thinking that they're not going to let them go three three times through the batting order. Yep. So we have other things to look at, um, and we'll get to the uh, we'll, we'll get to something, and I, I have some opinions on the fir- the first thing that they're talking about in this uh, article you put in here. But let's go to the third thing, mm-hmm. and um, the Ghost Runners back for postseason or for uh, extra innings. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well. By the way, uh, it, it was odd. Something that's not back is double uh, short double headers. No, that they, they are going to keep it. It sounds like the, from the what I heard, I could have swore that this was the players. This was a player idea to put this back into play due to the due to having a shortened spring training and not wanting to have extended games. Yeah. And out of all people that I heard maybe defending this, it was kind of odd. I was watching a spring training game on Wednesday. Pat Hughes and uh, Jim Deshays in the booth. And Pat Hughes, of all people, was saying, you know what? It's not as bad as an idea. It's it's growing on me. Okay. Um, because it is nice not to be at the ballpark for extended. Pat for Hughes is long, getting old, though. Extended. He is. Um, so one thing that's not on here, we've already discussed it, though. Uh, Universal DH. Yeah, that's going into effect. We knew that when the. When the um, I mean, we've talked about it already. CBA yeah. got involved, yeah. Yeah. So, so if you could have, if you had to be stuck with one, the expanded DH or the Ghost Runner, one of them was going to be permanent, no matter what. Which one would you? I guess more tolerate. Shorten double headers. 
Hmm. I actually would prefer shortened doubleheaders over either of those two rules. But if I only get the choice of the two, I'd take a, a Ghost Runner over Universal DH. I'm that get off All my right. long guy, though. <laughs> only when it comes to baseball. Football, we can change everything. In fact, we're going to talk about that soon enough. Yeah, I'm sure we will. We'll get to there. There is some, uh, as there is, uh, there is a, they are going to take some overtime changes to a owner's vote. We're going to talk about that. they got to get 24, 24 out of 32. We'll talk about that More later. More on that later. Um, how about you? Designated hitter or automatic base runner on second at after nine? Um, I, I think I'm okay with keep having a universal DH. You knew it was going to come. You knew it was going to come. Rich, there, there's less you call yourself taking. a National League fan. I know, but, I mean, how many times, I mean, I mean, I like that it, the, that you still have that, the chess match of the games of when to do a double switch and yeah, can, can I afford to keep my pitcher in the game? even though I'm down a run and I need a run yeah. or there's bases loaded and yeah, my guy can go another inning, but we could really use those runs. Okay. Um, so now uh, the last rule that is in this article that you shared expanded rosters until May 2nd. Now this goes hand in hand with something with the biggest argument involved in this CBA The arbitration, because you didn't get called up before two weeks into the season. Because they've kind of relinquished some of that, the the arbitration rules there and how that how to make it so that it's more fair. Makes sense to have expanded rosters, right? Because now it doesn't hurt yeah. you as bad. To bring the guy up. I mean, it, bringing the guy up is going to hurt you no matter when you bring him up. Not quite no matter when, but with the way that it works and the the way that the rules work, the, the way that they changed some of the CBA rules on arbitration, expanding the roster early in the season makes is less harmful for the teams. Yeah, I, I don't see this being permanent. I think it's just going to be this year as they had a shortened spring training. So there's a chance that you might not have a guy. You might not go with a four-man route. You might not be you might... able to start a, use a starting pitcher on a, on a normal rotation schedule because he might not be finished being stretched out yet. Or you could see even big-name starting pitchers go less innings because they didn't have proper time to get stretched out. So it could be important to have those extra two guys down in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, that you need to yep. help out the pitching staff overall Yep. to get you through a nine inning game the first month. So um, with that, let's head over to the other article we have in here. Uh, and that is looking at uh, roster changes uh, that we've had so far. Um, some of the some of the big ones. Um, how about the latest? How about uh, Trevor Story being signed by Boston? That's a pretty big deal. 
It is. I, I like the deal. Yeah. For him. I, I mean, yeah. he was that they 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 really. I think it, the Trevor Story deal gives him some good opportunity. There's chances where he could opt out if yeah. the deal if he does well and kind of rebounds from being kind of gets rid of that stigma that he's he was only a good hitter because he played half his games in denver yep um but also it gives them a chance that to where they have a shortstop on their roster if xander bogarts yep um opts out and leaves his contract um carlos correa leaves the goes over to minnesota now yeah so he's on a short-term three-year deal which has a bunch of opt-outs by the way um one of these i don't know if it's going to be i don't think we're going to be able to make it happen this year but uh, next year, and I think next year is the right year to do it, because isn't next year the year that the Cubs play the Twins? With the with the uh, with the league's kind of more balanced. Oh yeah, yeah. The Cubs would go up to either up to Minnesota every other year. Yep. To face the Twins. So I hope that means next year they come up to Minnesota. If so, next year you guys got to come up here. If we go as a group, we can go as a group. If it's just you and I going up there, or if it's you and I going to the game and your wife and my wife going to the Mall of America all day. Wait, my budget can't afford that. We'll bring the women. We'll bring the our wives to the uh, game. How about that? Yeah. So former Cubs signing in uh, new places. Uh, Jorge Soler. Yeah. Uh, where is down in Miami? Miami. Nick, yeah. Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber go to Philly. Yeah. Um. Anthony Rizzo stays in, stays with New York. Yeah. And um, Chris Bryant goes out to Denver. Are you okay with all of, all of those guys signing away from Chicago? Is it? Did you want any of them back? You know, with the with the DH coming into play, I thought that I kind of would have liked to have seen Rizzo get the comeback. And I'm surprised. Kind of for you, I. I thought you were going to say someone else with the DH. I thought you wanted to see Schwarber smash back in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, and uh, really the big move that um, that the Cubs made out of all this was signing uh, Japanese star Saya Suzuki. Yeah. And... They were comparing that supposedly the contract that they gave Suzuki of five years, thirty million dollars, I think it was, was a five year eighty five million dollar. I'm sorry. Five year eighty five million. Yeah, that supposedly was the was the same terms that they gave to Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, and he chose to reject him, and he instead goes back to, um, he goes back to New York. Yeah, on like a three-year deal, but he gets the option to opt out if yep. he uh, if he rebounds. Yeah, um, if Freddie Freeman signing with the Dodgers, six that years. That really surprised me. I thought the Braves would have. I would have thought that the Braves would have done. Would have would have opened up the checkbook to bring him back. Um, uh, some... but they did have a contingent. <laughs> Go ahead. They had a contingency plan, though, as they traded for A's first baseman, Matt Olson, and then signed yeah. him to a huge extension. Yeah. So uh, the Dodgers have really made a play at in the last almost f- five years, if not ten years, 
that if you beat them in the playoffs, they're going to take your best player and sign them. And Freddie Freeman yeah. is the latest profiteer from that. <laughs> I wouldn't say yeah, he's the loser, sure. but the 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 uh, the Braves are the the latest loser from that. But um, I, yeah, I I got no problems with that. But um, man, um, Andrew Chafin uh, making it up to Detroit. Speaking of. Former Cubs. Yeah, Andrew Chafin, and uh, that's where Javi Baez is. So yeah. he'll join Baez up in Detroit. Um, but they, but Baez signed before the deadline. So before we talk about the Cubs, um, who's maybe like one team in the AL, one team in the uh, in the NL that you thought made some great moves that'll help them this year? Um, man. I, the moves they made, I like what the Twins are doing, but again, I never, I don't trust the Twins anymore. Hmm. I know the Twins did make some good moves. They got Sonny Gray from the Reds, Carlos Correa, like we talked about, and they made a they made a trade with the Yankees as well. Getting yeah, it was Gio Ursarelia and uh, Gary Sanchez. They made some great moves, but can you trust them to to do something with all of that? I mean, you hope they would. Well, yeah, the White Sox are going to be tough to beat this year, though. Oh yeah, they've got a. And they did they great look too. To yeah, be the team to beat in the Central. Yeah. Um, for my my kind of maybe my AL team that I kind of like the moves that they made, um, will probably have to be Toronto. Ooh, that's a good Toronto, call. Toronto, they played. They got they got Matt Chapman from the A's, so they also much like the Braves, they benefited from the A's. Yeah, going into a rebuild mode, and and I think I think Olson's a lot better player than uh, uh, Chapman. I'm sorry, Chapman was a better player than Marcus Simeon, who they lost in free agency. Yep, uh, to Texas, and they then they signed away the Giants' ace Kevin Grovman. Yep, to go up there, and they could also benefit from the uh, from the vaccination rule that no player can play a home game, could play a, a road game in toronto if they're va- unvaccinated so maybe that takes yeah. into effect gets them some extra wins as well yeah um how about how about we add so uh nl team that you think has made the biggest splash who you got um i almost kind of like what the what the phillies have done signing castellanos and forward so they had some good <clears throat> That's yeah. going to help them score some runs, put some runs on the board, and obviously the DH helped them because if there was no DH in the in the National League, they probably only could have signed one of those guys, not both of them. Yeah, uh, we just talked about the team that I think, and and again, it'll lead. It's going to transition us into the next part before we talk about the Cubs. How about the Dodgers, man? That yeah. Freddie Freeman pickup is huge. Tell me now who on that team is are, – are you looking at who who is in the National League has something to go against the Dodgers? And when I say that, also here, because you – this is going to – folks, you get to watch Rich's reaction to this okay. statement. Speaking of the Dodgers, uh, Dave Roberts – was on the All Dan right. Patrick show this week. 
All right, what did Mr. Roberts have to say? Dan Patrick asked him, finish this sentence. The L.A. Dodgers will win the World Series if... Dave Roberts said, if we play 162 games and have a postseason, we will win the World Series. Put it on record. Yeah, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Really, the only guy that they maybe lost that's a big difference maker for them is Canley Jansen. Yeah. Who signed with Atlanta, who I still think is probably their biggest their biggest threat to getting back to the world series and probably in, and maybe even winning it. Yeah. I, I am. I like, I like that. Um, I'm not, I may be telegraphing my play already, Mm -hmm. but man, I, a, I like that Robert's confidence and B, I like that team. Yeah. So kind of well, on the, also on the lines of the Dodgers, did you see what former Dodger, former Brave, and uh, now Giant Jock Peterson had to say about Major League payrolls? No. There was a, uh, a Twitter that he put out posting the payrolls of the, of the top teams, like the Yankees, the Mets, and the Dodgers. And then he showed the payrolls of the three lowest teams the Indians, the Orioles, and I, and I think the A's. Yeah. And he said, I mean, looking at the big gap there is the, if you're a fan of that team, you should feel disrespected because the owners, their owners aren't taking a, aren't, aren't putting a competitive team or spending money to put a competitive team on the, on the field. I don't disagree. I think he's right. I really do. I think he's probably a hundred percent right, and I, I we Moneyball only works so far. Moneyball, how many times has Moneyball actually worked to win you a World Series and to make your team competitive? Competitive. I mean, they've had some good teams, but they've gone out in the first round. Or they've been is, lucky to win the wild card and get into the playoffs. Is getting is the first round a competitive enough thing to say that Moneyball works? No. Okay. You need to win a World Series. So how many times have we that. seen a World Series run win from Moneyball? None. Yeah. You can you can look like you're doing all right. But man, unless you are actively winning games at a high level, doesn't really mean much. So all right, all right, Mike. So the Chicago Cubs probably gonna see. So (sighs) their main signings this year, the two main guys that they got, uh, noteworthy Marcus Stroman to go into uh, the slot in as a good innings eater, but is probably not an ace anymore. He might have been, but he was coming up with Toronto, but not anymore. And they signed Suzuki out of, from Japan. Yeah. Is that a good enough, do they have a good enough roster with who they have on the roster who's probably going to make it up with the big league club from Arizona to 
be up there and maybe compete with the Cardinals and the Brewers this year because the Reds and the Pirates are obviously mailing it in with the way they've sold off or chosen or chosen not to spend this year. Um, or is it going to be third place? I, I, I don't see anything but third place for the Cubs. Honestly, I don't. I, I'm wearing the jersey. You're wearing the hoodie. I love this team. Um, I I don't see them. I don't see them being competitive this year. Now I think it's a it's a we're in a rebuild situation. That's why we have a player who's only been out of the league for two been out of catching for two years as our head coach or as our manager. So, that leads to the question. Every year we 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 bring this up, or I bring this up. Mm-hmm. Cubs over under. Do you have a guess what where? Is there? Do you have a guess where it's at? Before I, because I know what it is. I already looked. I I had a guess, okay. and I was wrong. I was a little low. I think their over-under would have to be set at probably at 68. See, I was right there with you. I actually, I said 69 and a half. I said 69 and a half. Uh, we're both low. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are they projecting to make it to? 75 and a half is their over-under. I'm going to have to take the under on I take that. I take I the under on it, too. It. I And I think the Cubs actually benefit from being one of those teams that uh, that bets come in on regularly. Every year you have people betting on the Cubs to do well. So they, they're, oh, I, and I said it multiple times. I think the Cubs over under is inflated, but with that being said, Cincinnati Reds, what do you think the over under is? 70. 74. There. Yeah. What? Vegas Insider. Um, now, um, we're going to... Only because go- I'm curious. What, what did they put Pittsburgh at? 65 and a half. I think that's actually... I, I think that's pretty close. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's fair. I, I don't know that I would... That is one that if I, if I were going... If I went to a sports book right now and somebody said... That the over under on Pittsburgh is sixty five and a half. I am not making that bet because I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be right at that sixty five and a half mark. Hmm. So I won't. I would not make a bet on that one either over or under because I think it's it's gonna be too close to a push to that sixty five and a half. Uh, let's let's finish out the uh, Milwaukee. What do you do? You got you got any guesses on them? I'll go 89 for the Brew Crew. That is an amazingly close guess. 88 and a half. And then the okay. the Cardinals are 85 80... and a half. Yeah, I was just about to say 85 for them. The highest in the National League. Do you have a guess on which team is highest over under as of right now? The Dodgers. Um, see the Dodgers... The Dodgers at 102. No, nobody's over a 100. Really? really? Nobody has an over 100 uh, over-under. 
Okay. 96.5 for the Dodgers. You were right. Number two is Atlanta with 90 and a half. But um, in the AL, we're going to do – we'll do two teams in the AL guaranteed, and then uh, you'll give me uh, – so who do you think has the highest over-under in the AL? Only because I think they overvalue them on wins. I'm going to go with the Yankees, but I also really do like – I do think the Blue Jays should have a high over-under. Rich, you are a genius. Those two are in a three-way tie – Four-way tie, sorry, four-way tie for for uh, most wins. Do you have a guess at the other two teams? I'm going to go the White Sox and yep. the Red Sox. The White Sox are correct. The Red Sox are not. Houston. Astros, yep. Okay. 91.5. So, and then finally... Um, the Minnesota Twins, do you have a guess on their over-under? Eighty-one. Eighty point five. Okay. And I, I said eighty-one was my was probably my guess. But um no, I I really do like it. Um I think that uh I think I think the Cubs are a little high value on that. Uh, Cincinnati is a little high value. I, I take the under on both of those. Um, so did the so did Major League Baseball maybe make the wrong decision in putting the Cubs and the Reds in the Field of Dreams games, as bad as both of these rosters are, or does it really at this point with the whole with how new the experience is, is they could put the two worst teams in Major League Baseball there? And they're probably going to get the national. They're going to probably capture the national TV audience and get fans to come out to that game, no matter who they put in it. At this point, I think, I think the Cubs' draw is huge, especially in the Midwest. And no matter who you who's there, you're not going to have. I I, I don't think you have the the ratings that you do with the Yankees White Sox last year. A it's the Yankees White Sox same as the the concept of the Field of Dreams game. And B and more importantly, it was the first. So I, but the Cubs are a national team. I mean they are one of the top teams top draws in the league. Um, so yeah. Um, so folks, as we look forward next week, we are going to pick, we are going to give you our prediction for our playoff teams. Uh, and then the following week, we're going to give you our league championship two days after the world's or after the league, the season starts, we're going to give you our league championships and our world series predictions. And then the following week, we're going to give you our winner of the world series. We're going to do that. Okay. We're going to do that. We'll we'll draw it out to three weeks because that that'll spark some conversation there. Um, okay. So we are at fifty one minutes. I don't know if you need to go to bed sooner rather than later. I'm no. okay for a little while. Um, yeah. But we can do a quick NFL talk because more news came out. Yeah, lots of stuff has happened with the NFL this week. Um, 
so Jane, uh, well, how about we start? You don't even have it on here. Deshaun Watson signed. We talked about Deshaun Watson last week. I thought that happened. Eh, I thought that I thought there was trade. Did the trade the happen trade last with, week? Yeah. Oh, okay. It became official this week, but yeah. Wow, that's huge. Uh, then that has sparked some controversy. It certainly has. As his salary for this year, one million dollars. I mean, yeah. Nothing. The, the league can either suspend him for the games, and he loses maybe a million dollars this year. But then gets heavy loaded afterwards. And it's fully guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fully guaranteed. Or they don't do anything, and that's wrong, too. Um, But the other side of that is Baker Mayfield wants out. He wanted out before the trade was official. Yeah. He didn't like that. He was being. The team didn't talk to him about that. Hey, we're going to we're going to talk to James to uh, Watson to see if he'd be interested in coming in here. We want to let you know that we're going to engage in talks with him, which is what the Falcons did with Matt Ryan. Yeah. I So so now the Browns have Deshaun Watson. What do they do with Baker Mayfield? Because they did sign Jacoby Brissett to be the backup quarterback. I mean, you need a court, you need a starter for this year. Like you're you're setting up Deshaun to not play this year. You need a backup, so that's why you you signed Bursette. and you need a starter. You're gonna let Mar- you're gonna let Mayfield start this year. They, Mar- Mayfield's gonna be your starter unless the league decides not to do anything about Deshaun. That's so what Watson. So so are you so do you think the Browns should keep Mayfield regardless of what the suspension is because following the precedents of what they did with Roethlisberger which was six games yep you keep Mayfield and tell him you know what the job's yours until Watson gets back I think you have to or do you look to or do you look to trade him to taking the best offer you can get (coughs) even though there aren't too many unsettled quarterback situations right now there's two Quarterback that's the only openings. two I can come up with. Yeah, that's what I, I agree. The Seahawks. I agree. There's only two, and if and if there's only two, and I I would agree. That's kind of where we're at right now. A Mayfield's price goes up, and B. Do you th- do you think Bursett is a starter if Deshaun is out? six weeks and if they throw the book at him and give him a whole year who do you I have for a backup then? To, yeah i don't think i'd want it if i if i knew for sure that watson was going to be suspended the entire year they, then they, by all means they should keep mayfield and just suck it up and tell me you know what no matter how good or bad you do we're not going to renew your five-year deal, so use this as an opportunity to show that you're still an NFL starting caliber quarterback, and prove us wrong of why we why we traded the farm to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Instead of investing in you, prove us wrong, and play with a chip on your shoulder. 
for the entire year. Yeah. Or if anything, for those six games until Deshaun Watson gets back. Yep. I, I don't think that it's I, – I think you got to keep ba- Baker. I don't think you can let him go because, A, you don't have a guarantee. B, I, I mean, honestly, if they – are they stupid enough to think they're going to be able to play Deshaun week one? Probably not. No. I think they knew. They knew what they were getting into. That's why they restructured the deal so that this year it's only worth a million dollars. The they knew they know what the league's gonna do. And the league's gonna come out. I think the league's gonna come out, give them a full one year suspension. Here's why. L- listen to my, my concept here. If so you compared it to Ben Roethlisberger. How many people accused Ben Roethlisberger? One. Okay. Multiply the that by twenty eight. Now, the league's gonna or the the players association. If you multiply the penalty by twenty eight, is gonna step in and say no. So you're gonna you. They've already. I, I guarantee you. They've already talked to the players association reps. They've talked to Cleveland. They said this is what we're doing, and Cleveland is now ready. They've set themselves up to, okay, Deshaun's out for the year. He's suspended this year. And then next year, and, and that's why they're, they they won't trade Baker. Because they know what's happening. Baker's keeping up. Baker's, in, Baker's a Brown this year. And he's the starting quarterback this year. That's why the deal is what it is. That's why Deshaun agreed to it, because... They they sat him down and said, "Hey man, you just got to take this. We're gonna do it for one year. We're guaranteeing you the rest of the money. The league's gonna the league gets to do look pretty because they get to do what they say. They get to uphold the fact that they're punishing you. We get you next year. All's well that ends well. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, I can probably agree with that." I think that's probably where it's going to be because I mean, and, and in the in other that places case, where you, I'll ask you, do you do you want anybody other than Baker? Do you want do you want Baker as your your starting quarterback for the year? In that case, in that case, yes. Because the better the better the team does, then we're not giving away a top ten pick. Because I mean, you saw what what happened with the Colts when Jacoby Brissett was the starting quarterback prior to the Andrew Luck yeah. unexpected announcement of his retirement. Yep. There's a reason Brissett has been a backup quarterback his entire career mostly. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So that's what's gonna happen in the in the with the Browns. But uh like you mentioned Atlanta talked Atlanta had a a hot had an upset quarterback as well hearing that he was wanting his team was wanting to uh get Deshaun Watson go in a different direction yeah Matt Ryan but that his team the the front office and the owner actually talked to him before yeah. they engaged in talks with Watson and they decided to move on from him and so he's going to go down to uh, be the fifth starting quarterback 
for the Frank Reich regime down in Indy, which I think is a great landing spot for him. And based on the quarterbacks that they could have probably acquired with their limited resources, I think Matt Ryan was probably the best, the best quarterback they could have gotten for their situation because they didn't have the draft capital to get to probably get Rodgers or to get Rodgers or Wilson. And they chose not to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. Totally agree. Who's still in San Francisco. I totally agree. And uh, the Saints and the Falcons fill their whole, fill their um, quarterback room as well with Jameis Winston returning to the Saints and Marcus Mariota getting a chance to be a starting quarterback again as he'll uh, fill in, as he'll take Matt Ryan's spot. But I almost see both of those quarterbacks just being placeholders. Yeah. There's no, there's no good quarterback. There's no great quarterback in the, uh, in the draft this year. There's nobody you're. Yeah. If you draft a quarterback, I I don't, I think that there will be a quarterback picked in the top 10, but theoretically I wouldn't, I don't think any of the quarterbacks would be a top 10 pick. If it was any other year. Would any of these guys, if it was last year, would any of these guys be first round picks? No. If they, yeah, if these same quarterbacks were in the draft this year, last year, they would not have been first round draft picks. They wouldn't have been first round, let alone top 10. But you're going to see it. I agree. I think a, a team's going to go reach. They're going to go get them. I don't agree with it, but sometimes you feel like you got to get your quarterback. I don't think anybody's getting their quarterback this year. I don't think you should pick up any of these quarterbacks. I think maybe late first round at best, but I would probably wait till second or third round for any of the quarterbacks on the board this year. That's me. We'll, but we're not in our, uh, we're not ready to do our uh, big board yet. We're, we don't do a big board, but we're not ready for that yeah. discussion yet. We'll get there in a couple of weeks when it's time yeah. for that. Um, Panthers so quarterback, maybe, yeah, a quarterback everybody thought would be dealt. Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, still in San Francisco. I think. Granted, uh, go ahead. He's going to be recovering from a shoulder injury that he suffered in the playoffs, though. Yeah, but I think that says more about. Um, is it Trayvon? Trey Lance or Trey Lance? I think that says more about Trey Lance than it says about Jimmy G. Which is a scary thought. Does that mean that that the Niners don't think Trey Lance is either A, ready, or their future? I still think they believe in Trey Lance. They gave up up a lot of draft picks to trade up and get him. Um, So I don't know. I mean, maybe they're hanging on the Jimmy G. Maybe they didn't get any picks. Maybe they didn't get the right offer or... I, um, so my honest, maybe you my, see what happens around the trade deadline, and that's when he gets dealt instead. My honest answer is a uh, quarterback value goes up as you get closer to the to the to the start of the year. That's number one. But number two, I think I think one of the smartest guys in the NFL is your head coach out there in in, in San Francisco. When it comes to football understanding and knowledge, Kyle Shanahan is one of your great, one of the greatest minds in the NFL right now. And because of that, he knows tra- that just sitting one year isn't enough. You gotta you gotta develop a guy, 
And that's what I think he's doing. He's preparing to develop Trey Lance this year. He's going to take it in, and he's going to use Jimmy G as that guy. So the next biggest news to come out of the NFL in a month. Tyreek Hill no longer a, a Kansas City Chief. Yeah, they get five draft picks for him, like five. A 22 first round pick. The second round, 20 picks in 22. Uh, first and second round picks in 22 from Miami. A fourth round pick in 22, plus fourth and sixth round picks in 23. And then Tyree Kill gets a four-year, $120 million extension, including $72.2 million guaranteed and a $52 million at signing to go to Miami. Who's throwing? Who's going to throw a ball deep enough that it actually makes it worth getting Tyreek Hill? Like, Tyreek Hill runs fast enough. you got to be able to throw 20 yards at least. 30 yards probably. And occasionally you're going to have to be able to throw it 50 yards. Is Tua Tungvaluwa going to be able to do that, Rich? I don't know. But if anything, this acquisition is allowing them to see is Tua Tungvaluwa our quarterback of the future? Or do we need to start looking for somebody else next year? What? How do you go? At least giving him, they're at least giving him, they're at least putting him into a situation to succeed. But how do you, how do you say he's not our quarterback of the future when you just mortgaged your entire future? They would still have their first round pick next year to draft a replacement if needed. They mortgaged their future for, yeah, okay, so you get your first round. Your fir- you get your first three rounds next year? Yeah. Okay. If you're not one of the top ten, you don't have enough to trade for ne- with next year. I think it's done. I think my I think that Miami got taken to to the cleaners. I think it was a bad move on their part. I think Kansas City is sitting here like, okay, we don't need Tyreek Hill. We can do this with anybody. And they're going to prove it. They still have the number one rated quarterback in the league right now. They still have the number one rated uh, tight end in the league. They who who was it that they picked up yesterday? Uh, they also signed. They have Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. Okay. Bye, Felicia. Tyreek's great. He's the fastest man in the NFL. You don't need the fastest man in the NFL when you got somebody like Patrick Mahomes that extends plays and allows his guys to get places where nobody can get to. And he puts the ball in ways. 
yeah, I I don't I don't think that's a big deal. I I think Miami got taken to town. This is going to help Kansas City continue to rebuild or continue to to have be able to put wide receivers, put offensive linemen. This is taking the money that they've they're spending on on Patrick Mahomes, giving him a half a billion dollars and saying, "Hey, we got enough draft picks. We can at least guarantee you five more years of great receivers and linemen and other other position players. We're not breaking the bank because we don't need to because we have all these draft picks. Yeah, for, for me, Mike, I want to see what Kansas City does to replace Tyreek Hill. Juju Smith-Schuster is a good answer. And they... I, I want to see who they choose to pick up in the draft or see what their offense does look like without Tyreek Hill. I mean, um, I was always from from a fantasy Marquez Van, I, Van uh, Scantley? Well, this Scantley, yeah. How about that? That's a, that's a pretty darn good pickup there, isn't it? It is. It's a solid pickup. I, I still want to see what this offense looks like. I mean, because, um, I mean... Travis Kelsey was allowed to get open looks over the middle because defenses had to account for the for what Tyree Kill brought to that offense. Okay, what are and they gonna? Bala, you're, you're telling me that they don't have to worry about Scantley, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Travis Kelsey. One of those guys is gonna be open every play. I'm I'm still in wait and see mode for the Chiefs. I still think that I would. I still think Mahomes is the best quarterback, even with even losing Hill. Okay. But and and Kelsey's still the best tight end. But maybe you see, maybe they don't have. It's not a shoe in that they're going to win the division, with as much as the West does improve because of that, because I, of that addition. Okay. I you your point. I give you twenty points for that one. <laughs> the rest of the division has become immensely greater. Immensely great. They lost probably, and they lost probably the best. Now they no longer have the best receiver in that division as Devontae Adams. Yeah, but you're I think right. You probably could have made the statement that Hill wasn't the best receiver in the division once they acquired once the Raiders got Devontae Adams anyway. Right. I, uh, for the Dolphins, I think. I think they gave up too much to get him, and they probably overpaid for him. But if anybody could scheme up plays for a guy with that much speed like Tyreek Hill, it'd be Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Look what he did. Look what they did with uh, Debo Samuel last year, turning a wide receiver into kind of like a hybrid running back, running back guy. So yeah, I could see Tyreek Hill still having a good year. Maybe not putting up as big as stats, they're probably going to be a lot. They're really probably going to be relying on him for yards after the catch. Yeah, it's a lot more rather than than a throw it fifty yards downfield to see if he can get it. You gotta. You also have to have somebody that has an arm that can, and understanding of the game, to, uh, um, to predict where he's going to be with that speed, and that's going to take a lot. That's going to take a lot yeah. of work for Tua Tungavailoa. I think he has the skills. I totally think he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he deserves to be. 
I think, though, the problem is you're going to have to – he's going to have to figure out how to throw to the fastest man on the NF, on the in the NFL right now. Okay. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you haven't figured out by now, we're getting ready to talk about the Mass Singer. If you don't want to know what happened on Wednesday's episode, it was a pleasure tickling your eardrums and providing you with the insight that Rich and I gave you. Now we're going to talk about the Mass Singer. We are going to talk about who got kicked off. We are going to talk about who went through, and we are going to share who was under the mask. One final chance. Spoiler alert. Rich, what did you think of the episode? I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. Um, I think they the there was a clear that... person to leave, and they still had they had to have two people leave this week. There was one clear person yeah. that needed to leave, and they left. So that's good. Yeah. The uh, the Cyclops. Yeah. I mean, I think he that he did have the weaker when when you're comparing the three that made it to that group final as they were calling it. Yep. Probably the Cyclops out of those three probably had the weaker performances when you take their entire body of work. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And the Cyclops was Jorge Garcia. Yeah. I, he did he did fine. He I, he was your pseudo comic relief. I thought. I actually thought it was I, I thought it was uh, Jeff Foxworthy. I thought there was enough southern twang in what he did that I thought it was going to be Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, I, I did have to chuckle, though. I'm surprised that they didn't try and work it into the clue package. But as soon as he took off the mask, Amy yelled, The Blitz! Oh, yeah, that would have been good. Because he was the Blitz on How I Met Your Mother. But they chose oh, to man. focus more on boss. Oh, man. Yep, that's exactly what she said when he took off the mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and, and he was the weakest singer of those that were left in this uh, in this pairing. Um, exactly, and his final performance didn't, didn't put him over the top or kind of close that gap. Nope. Um, of the night, who had the best performances of the night? If you're only talking about the, that one night, probably the Firefly. Right. And it, and you know what, Rich? Uh, I don't know how they taped the show. I don't, I don't know it. Don't care. Whatever. Uh, if it is a new studio audience every week, I understand why the Firefly could make, could, could go on, which she did. Um, if it's a new studio audience every week. Now, mm-hmm. if it was based on only the judges' votes, I think it should have gone to uh, Thingamabob. I agree. But, I mean, but granted, of the, the, night, that, the, night, the night that he performed, that night, I think that was his weakest performance out of the three. I, he, I can agree with that. He kind of maybe peaked too early he did his first two weeks. Um, I think if he would have performed the Ed Sheeran song this week based off of the reaction that he got from the panel and how well that he did with that song, yeah, maybe he's still in the competition. Yeah, I I was 
I was I was on the right path. Um, my prediction pre unmasking mm-hmm. was Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. I okay. thought there was a a sulfurness to that voice uh, in the especially the first two performances. Um, did you have any predictions pre unmasking? I, I I really didn't. Okay. I, I really didn't mean. Um, I don't know. I mean, I almost like the putting out there of Michael Strahan or one of like the, I think somebody else put out there. There's another football player, JJ Watt. JJ Watt. made a lot of sense. Yep. Putting the, putting the clues together the way yep. the, the way that he came into it. Yep. Um, was a good way to go JJ Watt or even Michael Strahan. But, um, but he had a great clue package. He really did. As well. He really did. Talking about offensive tackle, tackle box. I'm an offensive yep. tackle. Yep. And going with the Bulldog was a reference to him being a rugby player before coming to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and and finally, there was a, uh, a kangaroo because he's from down under. Yeah. American Samoa. Yeah. Well, he he's Samoan. He's Samoan. A, he's Samoan by... by genetic uh, but he grew up in Australia so you want to tell everybody I, I don't I'm trying to look look up his actual name I don't remember he was the offense he's the starting left tackle of the Philadelphia Eagles Jordan Mala Malata Malata Right? Yeah, Jason Malata. Jordan. Jordan Malata. He was great. He he did great. Much like I much like uh the thing of a jig did with Victor Oladipo, like coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Having great performances, just coming up and getting into the wrong group. Yeah. It even Yeah. If it wouldn't have been for how well and how composed the Firefly was this week compared to other weeks, mm-hmm. uh, th- yeah, he would have won. I, I at least was glad to see that there, whether it was manufactured by her or genuinely, I, 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 I can't do this. You need to get this mask off of me so I can breathe and be myself and then put it back on me and I'll go back on stage. Whether that's legitimately that she needs that time away from that mask because she can't perform like, yeah, or execute and play the game. Um. So I, at least I was glad to see that that didn't happen for the third straight night that yeah. she was there on the show. Yep. It's because I was almost expecting her. You know, what? if you don't want to be on the show, why not unmask yourself or just say, all right. Whether it's. Nick Cannon coming over, getting in the earbud, saying, "All right, I've just been informed the lady that the uh, the Firefly is going to take one for the team and agree to leave the show." Yeah, I. And she kind of explains why she made that decision when when she gets unmasked. Yeah, I she couldn't do it. I, yeah, I don't blame her for not. I think it was fine. I think she did a good. I, I think she did had a great performance. I think she, did, according to last this week's performance. Uh, she deserved to go on. So, okay, Rich. Any shout outs before we uh, end the show? Um, yeah. Um, 
my grandma had a birthday this week. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma Arliss, 92 years young. Wow. Still going. That's awesome. So, yeah, we got to spend uh, Thursday with her, go and see her in the nursing home, give her birthday cake, spend a little bit of time with her. And uh, so, yeah, happy birthday, Grandma. We have one reaction shout out. Ooh. Sue, oh, we have two, actually. Uh, Sue Hart liked it, or hearted it, and Solomon Stroop liked the video. Uh, so, folks, uh, if you would like to be a part of the show and you want to hear your name on here, um, come watch us on Facebook. If you are watching us on Facebook and you just want to listen to us on your drive to and from work, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Rich, they're listening to us. They want to see us, but they hate Facebook. What should they do? Uh, look us up on the YouTube. And uh, and uh, as Ooh. I said earlier in the show, whether wherever you uh, listen to us, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. That's it. So you can be notified when our episodes are posted. And let's roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.